0: study of psychoanalysis because he felt it resulted in a closer examination of human beings with regard to biology and physiology however he opposed the idea the psychoanalysis could produce valid results in many cases without being joined with the physical practices which address the organic sources of psychological dysfunction myerson was a member of a variety of organizations including the american psychiatric association and the American Psychopathological Society, for which he served as president from 1938 until 1939. For a period of eight years, he served as Massachusetts State Medical Examiner and led an active practice until his death from heart disease in 1948. Meyerson wrote numerous scholarly articles and ten books, the second of which, Foundations of Personality, was published in 1922. At this time, The eugenics movement had gained some popularity, and the book serves as a tongue-in-cheek argument against the effectiveness of involuntary sterilization of the feeble-minded and mentally ill as a valid and desirable countermeasure to the rise of psychiatric dysfunction. Meyerson had a keen interest in the inheritance of psychiatric and neurological disease, and much of his work focused in the exploration of this phenomenon in a balanced manner, which took both organic and environmental factors into account. Overview This is a well-documented and well-researched work, which looks at the basis of character from the perspective of the relationship between mind and body. In this work, mind is taken to mean any aspect of consciousness which is not physical in origin, while body is any aspect which is physical in origin. Physical and social influences have both been credited with notable influence on the formation and expression of personality. Meyerson's work is reflective of the behavioral and cognitive schools of psychology, which presuppose a basis for experience which arises from practical, organism-oriented factors to our existence. Sections are included on basis of emotion and motivation, character types, energy levels, and the balance between organic and environmental influences in the formation of character. A central theme of the work is the influence of heredity from a social perspective. The environment of man is largely composed of man, and it is from this influence of others that we receive our tradition, conscience, and values. Man is seen in this work as a collection of biological potentials, which are selectively encouraged by his social heredity. Introduction. One of the first and most central explorations of human experience is that into character, and it has a practical basis. Many of our endeavors rely upon interaction and cooperation with those around us, and, to this effect, it is of great value to understand their motivations, character, and tendencies. Since it is impossible to come with full knowledge of these factors into every interaction we face, Many studies and practices have arisen which attempt to discern character from more obvious characteristics. Some of these practices are as widespread and inherent as to be nearly invisible, such as the judgment of character based on mannerism, bearing, facial expression, and dress. Others have been formalized into various pseudosciences such as palmistry, phrenology, the study of bump of the head, and physiognomy. The Determination of Character Through Facial Features These materialistic practices presuppose such a great unity of mind and body that the two cannot be divided. Furthermore, they attempt to arrive at an invariable set of rules which allow the characteristics of the mind to be determined from gross examination of the body. But the application of these rules does not always bear out. Physical characteristics can be misleading in judging character. Let us first take physiognomy. A high brow does not always mean intelligence. Many individuals with low brows possess great intellect. And there are cases of hydrocephalus, which can produce a high brow without any corresponding increase in intelligence. An aquiline nose is not a clear and undeniable proclamation of truthfulness and noble character. More often, it is a racial characteristic and has little to do with mental attributes whatsoever. The study of facial characteristics is further complicated by the fact that it is impossible to study the face impartially and without bias, as every researcher has one and is thus invested in the results. With regard to phrenology, there is no central